This is Teacher Tales, T-A-I-L-S. I'm Paul Carr, Podcast 82, Prison Story, Going Fishing. I pulled into the first parking lot, the wrong one, the Salinas Valley Training Center lot, and made for the porta potty at the far end. That lot was always empty. I refused to use the porta potty in the Salinas Valley State Prison parking lot. 20 or 30 people always milled around that, and everyone could hear the bathroom user. No thanks. I had a 10 o'clock appointment and had to be there one hour before. I made damn sure I was early by at least 15 minutes. I spotted the same parking lot CO as usual, hunched down in this white pickup truck. 10 o'clock non-contact visit, I asked. Do I need a pass from you? ID. What a dick, I thought. I took out my license and passed it to him. Like you don't recognize me, one of what? Three white guys who come in, I wear the same corduroy, same orange striped shirt all the time. What a dick. Yeah, he passed me a blank white pass. Here. I pulled out my yellow number two pencil, placed my license behind the pass, and wrote as I walked, filling out what needed to be filled out. Clock's ticking, I thought. Better hustle. I picked up my pace and filled in your name, name of inmate, inmate's ID, relationship between inmate and visitor, and I thought, man, the sun's a cooker today. I looked up at tower number one briefly. Hmm, no shooter today. I quickened my step to the processing center, signed in, left my pencil on the sign-in podium and placed my pass and license on the counter. And I thought, ooh, busy today, lots of folks. Shit, Methuselah's at the counter. I spotted that huge CO behind the counter. Never seen him before, but he looks like a real mean son of a bitch. Pure muscle, great. Methuselah laughed with the mom at the counter. Yeah, laugh now, you shit, I thought, and screw us all later. Weasel. And Goebbels had a German shepherd he loved. I stepped up to the forbidden red floor line, which said, Do not cross this line. I untied my shoes, patted down my pockets one last time, and waited. No more passes. Ah, crap, Jesus. Why? Last time they did this to me, I was inside, and they had a lockdown. Crap. The only CO I recognized by name, Olby, was a young female. She faced us and yelled, we're just backlogged. Give us a few minutes. Uh, Good, I thought. Thanks. Nice of you. Olby addressed a young Latina woman behind the red line. You can't wear those sunglasses. She said it with a smile. I thought it was genuine. You'll have to put them in your car. I don't have a car. I came in the bus. You take them. Correction officer Olby took them with her rubber glove covered hands and tossed them behind her in the garbage. Garcia, yelled the muscle-bound CO I had seen earlier. Wonderful, I thought, and I stepped forward. I get the monster. I took off my shoes, placed them and my key on a tray. My shoes have inserts, I said. Didn't want to have any surprises from these bozos. He lifted them. I stepped back behind the line and started to pull out my pockets. He waved me through. Come on, you're fine. He placed my key in a plastic container. Key's in number 15. I wrote it on your pass. Thanks. Have a nice visit. Thank you, I will. Hmm. 
I think he actually meant that. Damn. Did I get him wrong? I don't think so. I stepped through the two sally ports, turned left, and walked to D-Wing. I noticed what looked like fenced-off apartments with picnic tables in the back. What the heck is that? And I thought again, I'm getting fried by the sun. Gotta move. I walked into the visitor center. The same Latina CEO who had been working there two weeks ago said, You're at table 10. No, ma'am. Non-contact. I wish I could have a table. Uh, just go in. I made a point of walking right through the center of the room, not squeaking to the sidewalls like I wanted to. Rogelio had given me some advice last time about my visits. Mr. Carrer, I watched you for a few seconds before you came to the window. Dear God, please, Mr. Carr, have your feet flat on the ground. No sitting with crossed legs. And don't have your hands in your pockets. You got to be ready for shit to happen. You got to be ready with a stance. You get pushed over on the floor, it's over. Those correction officers are useless. And the fucking murderers in here, they'll finish you off in seconds. Don't mouse out of the room either when you leave. You take a big-ass walk right down the middle of the room. So I didn't mouse in the visitor's room, but I did have to make a conscious effort not to cross my legs and take my hands out of my pockets as I sat. I waited 10 minutes. John's mom sat in window three with her back to me. John used to be Rogelio's roommate. She caught my reflection in her window, turned, waved, and smiled. John, on the other side of his cage, did the same. I always felt a, a tad better after John's mom acknowledged me. She was tight with the inmates, and I didn't think that hurt my standing with them or the other visitors. I watched inmates enter the room in groups of one to three. The same process always unfolded. The reinforced entrance door opened. On that side of the door, the inmates' faces were tough, hardened, unreadable. First, they stepped in the visitor's room. They'd scan for their family, find them. Then the toughness melted. The hardness softened. The unreadable became readable. Smile lines grew to their eyes. It happened with every single guy. Fifty minutes passed while I'm waiting. A light flashed in cell number two. I stood. Rogelio entered. He looked pretty good with a wide grin on his mug. I sat. He sat. We each went for our phones. Hey, you look pretty good. I asked, how come? Got laid, he chuckled, really pleased with himself. Yeah, I wish. Did you tell John, your roommate? We both laughed. Oh, Mr. Carr, it's been years since I've been intimate. Okay, instead of talking about your sex life, let me answer all your questions from the last time before I forget them. It's numbers and stuff like that, so I had to memorize them. Cool? Go for it. All right, you asked me. Number one, there are 10 zip codes for San Luis Obispo. The first one is 93401. The rest follow in that order, so I don't know which one you want. No, that's it. That's it, I remember. Her zip code was 93401. Next, you want the little red book by Mao Zedong. Rogelio, I looked that sucker up on Amazon and the Libras and a whole bunch of other places. It cost 80 bucks. Hmm. What about soft cover? Uh, I don't think it comes in soft cover. And to tell you the truth from what you tell me, 
if, if that book is worth so much, I think you'll never get it. The COs or inmates working in the mail will steal it long before you ever see it. Yeah, well, I got an idea about that later because I haven't got one letter from anybody. How did you get one from me? One, when? You wrote it April 15th. I got it on April 18th. It was one page long. Fucking bastards, man. He shook his head with disgust. I wrote you a five-pager. That really sticks with me. Okay, here, what do you have to do? Ask Hugo, our lawyer, to write me, and you stick a book or letters in there. It's against the law for anybody to look at mail from our lawyers. In the meantime, try a big-ass envelope, an eight-and-a-half by 11-inch one. For some reason, they come faster. Yeah, I'll try them in an envelope. And I thought, I have no desire to get my buddy, the lawyer, in trouble. If the lawyer's for it, I'll see. Let's see what else. Oh, your divorce. Divorce. Uh, lawyer, talk to your ex, and he thinks she's nice. No way, she's a bitch. Well, the lawyer thinks everybody's nice. He even thinks I'm nice. Anyway, obviously, you can't go to court. Your ex is in another state, and she can't come. So my lawyer is seeing if he can get her to make a recorded affidavit. Well, the judge went for it, and it's just a matter of her doing it. He really thinks that bitch is nice? Yes. Let's go on to the next topic. She is a bitch, you know. Next topic. Okay, he scratched his his chin. Um, I looked up that weapons offense for you, the 4502. You were wrong about the bail. Hella wrong? Really? Yes, mucho hella buckets wrong. It's $50,000 worth of being wrong. Hmm, 10% of that is 5000 Yep. So that's my homework. Now I got some questions for you. Shoot away, teacher man. Just curious. On the way over here, I saw what looked like apartments with picnic tables and curtained windows. What's the story with that? That's the boneyard. Boneyard? The fuck farm? I laughed. Boneyard? The fuck farm? Come on, teacher, one more hint. He put down his phone, cupped his left hand into a hole, shoved his right index finger in and out real fast. Oh, my God. Married couples, I laughed. Damn, that's hilarious. The bone farm? He picked up his phone again. They let you teach kids? Don't you get anything? Hey, I try. I try. Hey, in your letter, you wrote about Stinky Santa. Rahelio got really serious and leaned forward. That fucker is singing now. Jesus H., I asked. What's he singing? Well, he isn't actually singing. He's killing it, and, he, and we want to all kill him. Everybody on the wing wants to kill him. The bastard doesn't even know the word. He just sings. Amazing grace, la, 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 la. We hate that song now. I was going to strangle John yesterday because guess what he was humming? I don't know, Jingle Bells? Yeah, I wish. It was at freaking Amazing Grace. I told him, dude, Stinky Santa is winning. He's driving us all nuts. But hey, we got a plan with that old stinker now. We bang on the walls all day to keep him up. We scream and shout and try to piss him off so he's tired. And then at night, Jesus Christ, we can get some sleep. I said, sounds like a plan. 
Uh, he shocked us all this week because he spoke to us. First time ever. The dude never said a word in years. Some of the guys in the cell next to him were hella steamed at his singing and his sad-ass whistling, and they were saying shit at him for like two hours straight. I fucked your mother in the ass. And she was saying, oh, daddy, oh, daddy. For two hours they did that without stopping. Then Stinky, he cracked. He busted, he stopped, and he said, don't say that about my mother. And the tear was quiet for 15 minutes. That was the first time the tear was silent for two months. I think everybody ate that quiet. It was nice. Rogelio looked reflective, even calm. Anything you need, I asked, you know, that I can get? Nah, just some books from the lawyer would be nice. I got to read something. What's the plan for the rest of your day? Uh, he sat up real straight, gave me the look. I'm going fishing. Fishing, I laughed. He put his finger to his lips. Yeah, a little um, shopping. What the heck is... I checked the reflection in my window to see if any COs were within listening distance, but they weren't. Uh, fishing? He scooted forward, scanned the room behind me, and pulled the elastic band up on his briefs. He said, see this part here? We pull out the rubber and we make into a line. What do you mean a line? How? We pull out as many rubber strands of elastic from our underwear as we can. They can be about three feet long when you're done. You put a staple in the wall and you tie off two ends together under the staple. Then you hold on to the other end, you walk across the room, and you spin them. We're weaving. We're making rope. It gets real strong, just like fishing line. Only it has the advantage of being real, real bendy, because it's rubber. Then you tie a knot on, that, on the other end, too. I'll bring you a small piece to show you next time. He moved back into his seat. Check out the bottom of the door, Mr. Carr. Come on. I, I stood and I looked at the door behind him. See, there's like one inch between the floor and the door. But in our cells, we got these even bigger mouse holes right by the hinges. He held up his left hand to show the same size hole he had flashed me before. Well, we wrap up stuff in the newspaper and we send it out. What do you mean you wrap up stuff in the newspaper and you send it out? Just listen. And what do you send? Coffee, soap chips, sugar. How can you send that stuff? We crush them up. We put them in a rolled newspaper, kind exactly like a joint. You put stuff in it, you crimp the ends, we attach a fishing line to it, and you shoot it out in the hallway. The guys all have their own lines, and they keep on casting until they get their line over somebody else's line. Then they reel it in. Fishing, Mr. Carr. We call it fishing. Don't the correction officers screw with it? Eh, they leave us alone. Some of them say, hey, you want to do that? Fine, but not on my watch. Some hard asses rip up our lines, though. So are you sending or catching? Ooh, good, Mr. Carr. Very good. I'm sending. What you sending, if I may ask? Soap. The fuckers only give us two crap-ass bars a month. Well, that's kind of nice of you. I'm showing respect. They do it for me, too. Know it's a weird thing in here, though? No. 
the guys I'm sending to are my enemies. They're in the other gang. If our doors were open, we'd have to try and kill each other on the spot. The lights flashed not too long after that. Re-entry protocol. Rogelio had to leave. He stood. I stood. He was recuffed. He waved as best he could with cuffed hands. I waved, and they took him away. I'm pretty sure I forgot to take my hands out of my pockets when I left.